A reading tonight from the Gospel of Mark, the ninth chapter. Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. We're not having so much a sermon tonight as a conversation which means you get to participate. So, are you ready? Let's converse. First question tonight for us to kind of talk about a little bit. Was it, or when you were a child, was it easier to believe? Or is it easier to believe in God now? What do you think for you? Much easier as a child, Mark. There you go. And and that's often what I tell confirmation kids, that at some point, what this all comes down to is faith. Either you believe or you don't believe. And and certainly I can can understand as, as an engineer or scientist, I've certainly seen that. Yes, Amanda, you're a child. How do you know? <laughs> you, you don't know yet, do you? Is it easy to believe now as a child, do you think? Yeah, is it easy for you to believe? That's wonderful. Anybody else? Easier to believe as a child or easier now? Scott. Because your mom said so, I wish I had such power. Okay, so now you believe because you have that understanding, you have that support, you have that faith. Anybody else? Easier now or easier as a child? Yeah, Ken. I'm sorry. Why is, why is it easier now? Okay. Okay. So you didn't have that support. Now, not growing up in a Christian home, were you, um, were you, uh, were you active? Were you Christian? Were you, were you trying to attend church? Sure. So kind of intermittent as you could. But, but not having that support from family makes a huge difference. Anybody else? Yeah. Not even listening? Seriously? You'd just be coloring when you were little. Okay, and now? Now it's easier? God love you, honey. You're just confirmed right now. <laughs> On the spot. She is confirmed right here, right now. Let me ask you this. Why is it sometimes hard to believe? Because if we're honest, and and you are in a sanctuary, you know there is that direct lightning bolt. Um, So let's be honest about, about who we are in our faith and our belief. Why is sometimes harder to believe? Because bad crap still happens. Isn't that the truth? No matter what. Anybody else, why is it sometimes hard to believe? Letting go of control. There are lots of heads nodding with you, Brian, so that must be universal here tonight. Anybody else? What, what do you mean? Why, why, is that, why does that make it harder to believe? 
Absolutely. To, to let go of that control, to know that, in, and to allow God to be that active in your life and to trust God with such a faith to know that God is control, in control and can be in control and things will be tended to and taken care of. That's a very, very difficult place to get to. It's, it's a constant struggle, I think, for all of us, be it we're adults or children. Um, and, and there are different times in our life where, where it's easier or more difficult, too. Um, let me ask you this question, because this comes directly from our scripture tonight. Do you believe that everything is possible for the one who believes? Yes? Yes? Oh, Barb, what was that? Maybe not the way you want it? The way you think you want it, or the, think you, the way you think it should be. Okay, and if it's in God's will, Marv, what were you going to say, hon? Right. We're getting there. Hold on, will you? Help my unbelief. <laughs> well, and that actually gets us to the, my next question, honestly. What do you think Jesus thought of the Father's proclama- proclamation? I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. How, what do you think Jesus thought of, of that proclamation? Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I want to believe, but I doubt. Or I'm afraid. Or there are times where I question. Or the truth of the matter is I'm weak. I can't be consistent as much as I want to be, as much as I try. Anything else that you think of with that? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Sharon said honesty. Um, this father is being downright honest. And, and I, I think there's something significant with that. And I, I think then in that becomes a genuineness with the relationship the father is beginning with Jesus too. And, and that Jesus would recognize that, that this is a, this is a person who is being honest with him and, and saying, I do believe, but there are going to be times where I'm not. And help me during those times. What do, you, what do you think, how do you think God feels or Jesus feels, however you want to call it, when he hears our proclamation like that? How many of you made that proclamation? Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. How many, you've all kind of done that. One way or another, we've all done that. We've been there. How do you think Jesus feels when he hears that proclamation from us? That what? At least we're trying. Yeah, I think so. Anybody? Chris? Exactly. So those times when we stumble, those times when we fall, the important piece is to, is to go back to Christ and, and, and to ask for that forgiveness and, and to be bolstered up and, and to pray, help my unbelief, strengthen me that I may not stumble again, or at least help me have longer distances between the times that I stumble, you know. Um, let me ask you this. How do you, how do you let your belief show? 
How do you let your beliefs show? <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. But people have mentioned that they see that in you. I've heard that a lot about, well, Sharon has faith, Sharon has faith, but you're not exactly sure how that is shown for. That's probably a good thing. Anne. Right. The things that you say and do. Remember the first midweek service? and I'll come right to you, Linnea. Remember those first things we said about Jesus, about, about proof texting who he was? You know, by checking the things that he does and the things that he says. And the first things that we talked about, one of the very first things he did in, in the very beginning of the, the Gospel of Mark is he went to pray. And he was a person of prayer and being in that relationship with God. And so I think you're absolutely right that people proof text us and our faith and our belief by the things that we say and the things that we do. Do they hold water? Are they consistent? Linnea, what were you going to say, honey? You're going to have to talk up really loud. So even being willing to, to proclaim in some way, be it to say things like the Lord's Prayer in public and um, to pray, pray over the dinner table when you're out at a restaurant, um, to wear the cross around your neck that Ken's got on this evening. These are all ways in which we, we show our belief. Let me, that takes us honestly to our, our next holy habit for this evening and a short reading from Mark again from the 11th chapter. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and he went into the temple. Why is worship? so important. Worship is our other holy habit for this evening. Why is worship important? It's a silly question almost to ask people that are here in the middle of the week on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Why is worship important? First commandment, what do you mean by that? Okay, there are no other gods before me. Yeah, worship the Lord your God. Any other? Why, why is worship important? It is what we are created to do. Okay, it shows that everything is God's work and worship is our response to God. Okay? It grounds your faith. Okay. Absolutely. It's all there. It's a, it's a realignment time in, in so many ways of, 
uh, uh, of starting out at the beginning of the week and getting, getting things set in the right order before you begin the rest of your week. Um, any other any thoughts about why is worship important? Mark. Right. Right. Absolutely. And honestly, we, we it's a slippery slope even for those of us who come and worship. Because we'll often do the same thing and that we want worship to conform to us. Um, as lovely as you all are, you would prefer worship to be all of your favorite hymns. Now, I've heard that a lot more in other congregations than I've ever heard it in this one. But you'd rather sing all your favorite songs, your, uh, your favorite praise songs, your favorite hymns. You, you'd rather, you know, maybe worship be more upbeat. There are those of you who would maybe rather that during Lent we're not doing a spoken liturgy. Um, there are those of you who would rather that worship be completely silent. Why can we not have 10 minutes of peace, quiet, and meditation during worship? And guess what? It's not about you. Worship is not about you. And, and, and it's collective and it's what we do. It's the work of the people to gather and offer praise and worship to God. And, and, and that's important. And, that's, and I think you're really onto something there, Mark, that, that if we're not, you know, coming where we are worshiping together collectively, if we're not getting strength from the meal um, from the liturgy, from and whatever that liturgy is, our second service has lots of liturgy in it, um, even though it may not be written in a book all in, in aligned in page numbers like, like it is for our first service. But we have all those pieces in it. Worship is that place that we go where we shout, Hosanna to the highest, and in the next breath we say, save me, you know, it's that place where even Jesus felt worship was so important that the very first thing he did when he entered that city was he went to the temple. What happens if you miss worship? What happens when that happens? Yes, Amanda. You have to stay home all day. Woohoo, I like your daddy. <laughs> You have to stay home all day. There'll be no friends. There'll be no fun. You didn't go to worship. <laughs> yes, Chris. Okay, it hurts the person, hurts the congregation. You're desperately missed. Absolutely. And it hurts that community. Yeah, Allie. You feel guilty. Boy, your dad is raising good girls here. This good Lutheran guilt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> maybe more than guilt that dad wants you to get a sense of, but it's a sense that maybe something's missing from our lives. And, and, and if you miss that, especially on Sunday mornings at the beginning of the week, how the rest of your week just feels out of whack, off kilter. Absolutely. It's like you've had this huge hole and things don't seem to line up right because you haven't been set straight for your week, right? Um, what if your attendance is faithful and regular? Then what is, what, what is your life like? How are things for you? You feel you can accomplish anything. All right. 
Diane gets a charge. <laughs> She's ready to go. <laughs> Be careful, though. Yeah, there is lightning. That's that lightning bolt. Uh, be careful, though, that worship is not our taking our extension cord here and plugging it into the altar. You know, again, that's not what we're here for is to get our charge, get our fill in and go. That happens to be a benefit. That's part of the gift. That's the grace that God gives us in worship is that we are given that gift that we are charged and we are sustained and, and we are strengthened. What else is your what else can your week be like if if you are regular in your attendance and faithful? Okay, you learn more about God? Anybody else? Amanda. I can't hear her. I'm sorry. Oh, she does. From the pews. <laughs> Very nice. Anybody else? What happens when you're faithful in your worship attending? What is your life like? Well, I think we all agreed that what worship does is it gives our life a, a sense and it ties us to our Lord and, and to the one who leads us to resurrection. It is arguably the biggest piece that can help our unbelief if we practice the holy habit of worship. In our prayer time tonight, in our, our quiet meditation that's going to follow here in just a minute, I want you to think about that prayer. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And then the second piece of that is, is asking God to, to help discipline you in the habit of, of worshiping, of, of finding ways to cry out to God, Hosanna in the highest. And to cry out to God, save me. Let's pray.